We are not telling you to quit your job. Here at Off The Clock, the Healthcare Entrepreneurs Podcast, we are teaching you exactly how to gain your freedom as a healthcare professional in places that school never taught you. This is OTC University and class is in session. Welcome to another edition of Off the Clock, the Healthcare Entrepreneur Podcast. As always, I am the captivating, motivating, tentilating, and money-making Mr. Carl Bourne Jr. And I'm joined by my main man, Mr. Paulo Chang. Paul, say what's up to the people. Yo, yo to the people. Uh, what up, what up, what up? I'm glad to be here. Glad to be on another episode. Listen, 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 listen. This is going to be a fire one. I don't think y'all understand. So if you're driving, pull over, get your notepad out. If you're at the crib, if you're holding your kid, put your kid down. If you got to walk your dog, wait till later. Listen, this is the episode to pay attention because it's going to be a fire one. Let's go. Yes, sir. Appreciate that, Paul. I mean, you guys know Every week, it's about being able to bring you amazing guests that can increase your brand, increase your business, really improve your life as well. This week is no exception. With that being said, man, I have I have been watching this gentleman over the last year, I would say year and a half uh, via social media. And man, his his passion just you can feel it through the phone. You can feel it through whatever screen you're looking through. And I'm very, very excited about this episode um, because this is someone that I really do admire. And, you know, I don't think you get the credit you deserve and you don't get your flowers. So that's okay because we're going to give you your flowers today. Guys, our guest for today is just a phenomenal clinician. He is a beast in the physical therapy arena. Uh, DPT with a specialty in neuro recovery from the Neuro Recovery Institute. Passion is so evident. He shows up to work ready to tackle the challenges that both him and his clients face every day. Guys, he is the one who brought the NeuroFit 360 brand down here to South Florida the man, the myth, the legend. We got Dr. Guy Romain in the building. Doc, talk to us. How you feeling, man? I'm feeling great, man. How you guys doing? Thank you for having me. Man, absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a blessing to be able to talk to you, man. Thanks for your uh, time. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So we like to be respectful of your time, you know, because you're, you're a busy individual. And with that being said, we always like to right out the gate, start with why, because it's so important to start with why, because so much stems from that, right? So much yeah. is built from that why. And so just starting off, tell us, why did you choose to pursue the field of physical therapy? Uh, so I started because I feel like the, there was a need there. Um, working with uh, uh, our patient clinic, uh, working for other people, I felt like, you know, therapists were being puppets because we're controlled by uh, the insurance company. Because when you go to school, you learn to become a PT. But when you get out of school, uh, it's really controlled. You, you've been told what to do. You can't do the thing that you learn to do in school. So I felt that, you know, this is, you know, I wanted to start this because I wanted to be like client-based, really show the people, okay, this is what physical therapy could do 
this is what I was I went to school to do, not to be there writing a bunch of notes and uh, listen to the insurance company saying, hey, you need to see this person four times. And that's it, you know, and and I feel like we're discharging people when they really need the therapy. And that's what we're discharging. And I feel like we've been disservice to them that, um, you know, we couldn't provide them with what, what they need. And uh, so I started New 360 on that aspect that we're going to give you, you know, the true physical therapy that you need and help you achieve your goal. Nobody what it is. If, you know, if your goal is to sit down without the back support, then we're going to work on that. You know what I mean? So, so I wanted to open something where we could truly be who we are as physical therapists, not listen to what the insurance company is telling us. That's why I started it. I love that. I love that because, um, you know, what, what it speaks to is just that, and it's key for entrepreneurs, um, understanding that shifting point where you, you can pinpoint and say, okay, this, this isn't, this isn't working for me, right? right? Yes. This, I'm just, I can't do this anymore. I just can't stick in this. And, and the thing about that too, is like, I think like it, it, it comes so many times that you at the point where, you know, it's not for you mm-hmm. and you have this great idea and you just don't pursue it. So my, my example was when I was, when I graduated from school, uh, I was, I was put into an environment unknowingly this is what I was going to be doing for the rest of my life. I was put into an environment where I was introduced to the neuro field and I had no idea what to do with them. I was like, all right, so we're just going to do stuff that, that, you know, that's regular stuff that I felt like that was good for them. And the client were loving it. Then I went back to the orthopedics and because I really wanted to be a sports therapist, I wanted to work with football players and people like that. And then one day I had this one client that came to me. She was not supposed to be on my, on my schedule and somebody canceled. And uh, so I was doing an evaluation and she was in a wheelchair bound. She was uh, right after she had the uh, back surgery because she, she developed some kind of scoliosis and they wanted to fix her. And then because of that, she had developed shoulder pain, whatever. So <clears throat> when I got her, I said, hey, listen, uh, I wanted to transfer into the, into the mat. And she's like, why do you want to transfer into the mat? And I was like, because I want to check your balance. I want to check your trunk because you need all that for you to, you know, to transfer around. And she was surprising that a therapist will want her to transfer to the mat because in school, we learned that if somebody's in a wheelchair, you keep them in the wheelchair. You know what I mean? So, so because of that, she thought that, I was, she thought that this was the greatest idea she wanted. She's like, yeah, let's do it. And everybody around me was like, why are you doing that? I was like, well, you know, I wanted to check other things, you know. I mean, we got to treat the person as a whole body, not just not just as like, you know, oh, they got shoulder pain, but the shoulder pain could be coming from other part of the body. So so I worked with her for a little while, and, and then she came back to me one day. She said, hey, listen, you should look into open something for people in wheelchairs, right? So I was like, okay. Uh, so I was like, I, was like, I told her I'd look into it because I was like, people in wheelchair, you know, what can, they, what can we do with them, right? Because that's what I've been told. So she came back two years later, right? She told me the same story. She said, you need to look up into, look into doing something for wheelchair. Now, unknowingly, I had all this experience, but my mind was, I want to work with athletes, right? So, so when she came back two years later, she had a, a, a different scenario this time. I think this time she was having some kind of back pain because of the, the metal they put in the back. Anyway, 
So she came to say, hey, did you look into what I told you? I was like, no. And then so now I was like, okay, somebody tell you something twice, I mean, you know what I mean? Like you should link into it. So I look into it and true enough, there weren't really nothing out there. There weren't really, I mean, there people say they do neuro, but you know, it's just like the basic. A lot of the, lot of the, the people that we see now, they want just a little bit more than the basic, you know what I mean? And, and all is this is backed up by science. So the more the story is like sometimes God will put it in front of you in so many ways and we just ignore it. You know what I mean? And then I look into it, boom, there it is. Like I would say within a year later, I was, you know, but sometimes, you know, I think we have ideas or we have suggestions, but it feel like it's not for you. You know what I mean? Because, because some, like I, I was listening to Steve Harvey, one of the guys I listened to. He said, sometimes, you know, we have a plan, right? But we don't control that plan. I mean, we, I mean, if God would tell me, if, if God said, come to you and say, hey, I want to have you a million dollars <laughs> in a year, but he's not going to tell you how you're going to get that million dollars. But if he do tell you how you're going to get that million dollars, you probably be like, no, I don't want it. You know what I mean? Like, so you have to go to that hoop. And then, yeah, so before I get here, I went to some, you know, I got rejected so many times. I didn't have any money, but I was, the key is I was, I was persistent. So, you know, um, Sometimes, you know, it's, it's right here in front of you, but you just got to be persistent with it. So if you listen to me, just whatever dream you have, you know, be persistent. It's, it's going to happen. If, you know, you got, of course, you got to work hard at it and be good at it, but it's all about how persistent you are and how bad you want it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So sometimes your plan might not be the plan that is set for you. It might be a different plan, but you still could be successful. Facts. Yeah? Facts. Let me, mm, you spoke so much truth right now. I just need to let it sit for a second. Yes, thank you. Um, let, me, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Okay, because what you actually mentioned was, was, was different. I actually want to take it in a different direction now. Yeah. Um, just kind of speaking to the difference between like what you thought you wanted versus what was actually for you, right? right. And here's yeah. why I'm asking this. Because I think a lot of people, especially healthcare workers, those who want to be entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. we get so excited. I mean, and, and rightly so, right? We get so excited about like, oh man, I want to do this and I want to make this difference. I want to go do it here and I want to start these clinics and all these things, right? Mm-hmm. But then we find ourselves challenged with finding what's actually within what do people call it these days within our flow state is that what they say or within our like the things that come easily to us because that's what we're meant to be doing right yeah right versus the things that we think we want but then they're so difficult that it just feels like a constant struggle so here's my question how then do people um pay attention because i know one you mentioned is like hey if somebody comes up to you and mentions something to you multiple times yeah it might be worth your while to, you know, look, look into it. it. Yeah. But how else can people actually be on the lookout for those things? Because I think a lot of these signs hit us all the time. But I think because we get so gear focused and PTs are notorious for this, right? Yeah. Everybody goes into PT, like almost everybody has the same story. Almost everybody wants to be a sports PT. Right. Bro, there's not enough professional teams out there for Absolutely. all y'all. Yeah. There's yeah. not. Okay. No. So... No. Um, how do people start to really pay attention to a few of those signs or discover maybe something else that might be in alignment with where, what they need to be doing versus what they think or what they've been so set in? Hmm. That's a good question. So 
I think no matter what it is, whether it comes easy or you feel like this is for you, you still got to put that work in. You know what I mean? So, uh, I mean, at first I didn't, I mean, yeah, I wanted to be a sports PT, but then somehow this kind of took me to this different route. But when I opened my first practice, uh, I still, in January 2013, I had one client. So I still had to put that work in. I still had to learn how to become a PT, how to become a businessman. So it doesn't matter. I mean, you might, you might feel comfortable with what you're doing. Like you, you know what I mean? Like you might have to, like, for example, let's say you're a basketball player, right? And then, and then you want to learn how to shoot a three-point. You got to practice that three-point. I mean, maybe you, okay, let's say you're good at it, but even you still got to practice it to become better. So, yeah, you, you know, you might know, okay, this is what I want to do or this is where it's taking me, but you still got to put your work in and, and, be, and be better than the next person or be better than what you want to be. Because, uh, yeah, if you, if you, you know, whatever the, the pathway you're taking, you still got to work at, you know. So it's, it's not going to be, I mean, now, now to me, I think, I think to me, because I have so many experience and so many hands-on experience, yeah, it's easier. But at the beginning, I still had to learn how to get there. I still had to like read the books and uh, and practice and get people get people in the door so I could practice on them. So, so yeah, so you have that you have that passion. You know, if you want to become a painter, you want to become a piano uh, pianist. You gotta play. You gotta practice. You know what I mean? So whatever the passion that you have. I mean, you know, some people talk about luck. <laughs> I don't believe in luck. I believe in preparedness. If you prepare, when the opportunity comes, boom, you, you, you will win, you succeed. But, you know, I think uh, whatever path that's going to take you, you still, I mean, yeah, she came to me. She said, hey, you should look into this. And I look into it and I noticed, oh, this was lacking. And, and I started following my, the lead of it and say, okay, I, need, I want to do this now. But I still had to, you know, get the results and get the work and find out what other people are doing, find out what's out there, where do people go when they have a spinal cord injury, what kind of hospital they go. So you still have to do the work. I mean, eventually it's going to become easier because you get practice, you got a little experience. But at the beginning, you know, if you're going to shoot that two point, it's all based on your practice. I don't think it's luck. It just, it just, you know, repetition, 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 and then. When the opportunity comes, you just gotta be able to jump. So I think you know I don't know if there's any uh, any you know the pathway is still gonna be the same. You still gotta put that work in. So you said a lot of really really great stuff just now, and I kind of want to ask you something. It's a little bit it's a little bit more on the personal side, but I think it'll give the guest you know a uh, a good idea and like some good insight into you know who you are at your core because I know we talked a little bit about it before we started recording but uh your dad your your, yeah. your dad um taekwondo he's the right. man uh-huh so you know you grew up with that background and and, and having to you know kind of learn from him and and yeah being so, able to yeah so so one other thing about martial arts or any any kind of uh well taekwondo for example because i don't know i mean i've done it other in you know, a little mma things like that with martial arts it's all about discipline 
So anything that you want to get, you have to be disciplined. You know, like, like for example, people ask me, oh, how you stay in shape, right? I tell them, hey, I get about five, uh, I get about four thirty-two in the morning, and I'm in the gym by five o'clock. And nobody want to do that. And I do that regularly. Like, this is, like, that's my routine. Like, if I don't get up and go to the gym, my body's stiff. I don't feel good the whole day. So it's about discipline. So whatever you want to go, you have to have the discipline and the consistency. I don't care what it is. So I think one of the things, like, grow up with my dad, it, it, was about, it was about discipline. You know what I mean? We have to do, if you have to do punches, the punches have to be the same every time. If you have to kick, it has to be the same every time. Uh, and then you just practice, practice, practice. And, you know, really about discipline. So learning the skills and being, being disciplined. So those are the, the key thing to, I mean, I mean, I think that's the key thing to a lot of things in life. If you want to get, be a bodybuilder, you got to be disciplined. You want to get in shape, it's all about discipline. I mean, discipline and consistency. Those are two words that uh, I've learned from uh, being, with my, being with my dad just you know and yeah so being disciplined is important perfect so go ahead paul go ahead you know actually what i was going to say i was going to tell him to go ahead but nah it's my kobe moment um what i was going to say it's actually funny enough i was writing about that in my journal this morning um and i was talking about you know the two things that really are what set me apart as the entrepreneur that I had the potential to be, right? That discipline, that consistency. Yeah. But I actually want to add on one one more thing, and I want to get your opinion on it. And it comes with the concept of like willpower, right? Yeah. Because you know, I know some people like before they even get to the discipline, consistency happens because you become disciplined, discipline, yeah. right? But yeah. discipline has to happen because you feel like being disciplined so yeah. let's talk about that willpower mm. portion of it because yeah. i don't i don't want that to be missed when people yeah. listen to this and thinking like okay bet let me do let me be disciplined let me be consistent but how how then were you able to or how have you been able to push yourself to the point to say like yo i'm gonna get this every day because like when you really think about it and I, i'm gonna use the example of like the nba because shout out to kobe yeah. right um but i'm gonna use kobe right or or michael jordan Mm -hmm. um or whoever but like when you think about it like everybody in the nba is really talented right right everybody right. in the nba is already in the one percent of uh -huh. like sports athletes they're yeah. already like you i saw this video these people were trying to play with um brian scalabrini and they thought like they could take him on i'm like bro you're messing with one of the goats like yeah. <laughs> you, people in the nba are already talented but yet yet Mm -hmm. there's still something different mm -hmm. about people like Kobe. There's still something yeah. different about people like Jordan or, or LeBron or mm -hmm. arguably in my mind, one of the goats goats, mm -hmm. Alan Iverson, right? Yeah. There's something <laughs> different that switches, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. how, what is it then for you that you've been able to be like, this is the switch factor? Because I think some people like, and you see it with workouts where well, they'll start a workout program and then a couple of days and they'll miss one day. They'll just miss one day. Yeah. And then all of a sudden everything is done. So what, what about that willpower portion keeps you waking up and saying like, let me just get this done. Let me do this because this is what I really so, desire. So, so I'm going to, I'm going to go back a little bit. So I remember, so I was born in Haiti, right? So I, I, when I came to the state, um, I remember because I was, you know, I just moved to the state, didn't speak English, and I was going to all white school, right? So a lot of kids used to make fun of me. 
until I almost break somebody's back. <laughs> but anyway, so so one other thing that happened to me was um, because everybody was kind of like, I felt against me because I was like, I was alone in this world because you moved to a country, you know what I mean? Like it's really hard to make friends, you were alone in this world. So I developed this kind of this mindset that, okay, whatever I do, I'm going to be better than the next man. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to put that extra time. And that really helped me. I remember you, one of you played football. Uh, Carl, you played football in college. Okay. So when I, when, in high school, I was good, right? I mean, I, was, I mean, I make like Allstate, I think, twice or three times or whatever. When I went to college, everybody was Allstate. <laughs> like, you mean, they, everybody was good. You know what I mean? Like, you, like, you don't, like, you, like nobody misses tackles, everybody hits hard. And then so I have to be like, okay, so how do I get raise myself above these guys? So I think with like when you're talking about this, these special athletes, there's this thing about that, okay. Um, at a certain point, I gotta do this little extra to make me better. So if we're doing four laps, I'm doing five. You know what I mean? If everybody's getting up, getting up get going to the gym at six, I'm getting at 530. Just to get that extra. So, so like one of the workouts that I love to do is I have this sled in my gym that I push. And in, in my mind, I mean, even though I'm not competing anymore, I always think to myself, my, my counterpart or my competitors will probably be sleeping right now. So when we get to this level where we compete, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be ready. You know what I mean? So that willpower of being better, not, not better than everybody else, but being ready. That's, you know what I mean? Like being ready. Because I always think that, okay, like, you know, I study hard. I read the articles because I know some, sometimes somebody going to ask me this question and I want to be ready. Because if you want to be on top of your game, not only you have to be disciplined, you have to be, you have to be ready. Because somebody going to send me a message and say, hey, hey, I have this question, blah, blah. You have to be ready for it. So whatever feel you have, Whatever position you're going to hold, you have to be ready. You have to be prepared all the time. Whether it's your body, your mind, you know what I mean? So that willpower, that's what pushes you to that edge a little bit because you're going to be tired. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I'm laying in bed and I'm like, man, this bed feels real good. <laughs> but alarm ring, we got to go. You know what I mean? So it, that's the willpower you need to have to push yourself to that limit. I mean, to be successful, you have you have to have willpower because I think I think the willpower comes first, and then discipline. Because if you don't have the willpower, the first no you get, you're gonna give up. The first time you get beat, you're gonna give up. You know what I mean? The first time you get bullied around school, <laughs> the first time you go to the bank, and they tell you no. You know what I mean? You're going to give up. You have to be, you have the willpower because I think the willpower built character and it built discipline for you to get to that next level. And it's not easy to get, but it's something that you, you know, I think, I think deep inside everybody have it. It's just that, are you willing to bring it out? Are you willing to just suffer just a little bit more, just one more lap? Because that one more lap, will get you to that because your 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 opponent, I guarantee you, they're not doing one more lap. You know what I mean? Or if they are, then then you got a battle. But if they're not doing one more lap, you want to get one more lap in. So that's you know that's 
that's how the willpower comes out. That's how I get it. I mean, I, I'm hungry, man. I'm hungry. Yeah, and you have to stay hungry. I mean, I don't care how much money you are. I mean, yeah, I'm hungry because I, I felt that, you know, uh, as a young black man, that <clears throat> there's a lot of things that we have to we have we have to go get it because nobody gonna give it to you. I mean, there's you know, so I'm hungry, and uh, I think that willpower is just it's inside of me, and uh, you can't take it away from me. So yeah, you gotta build that. That's something you have to build. And uh, once you get that, the discipline will come and you see, and then there, and then there come your success, but you gotta have it. You gotta, you know, whatever you're doing, you gotta study about it. You gotta become the best at it because somebody gonna ask you a question. And if you don't know that, then they're gonna go to the next person. So you gotta be ready. That's your willpower. I love what you, I love what you just said just now about, you know, being a black man right because that's something that my mom always said to me you got to work twice as hard to get what other people get oh man you don't understand that and and so for me I can resonate with what you were saying as well about what like even when you were pushing the sled and thinking like my competition is not doing that right because when you keep that chip on your shoulder, it prevents you from giving up. Exactly. It prevents you from giving up. It prevents yeah. you from being complacent. It prevents you from missing out on what I think is your greatness, right? Because you're not living up to that fully. Right, right. And 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 what you're saying is so key as well for because I know we're gonna have a lot of student physical therapists listening to this episode as well. Mm-hmm. Very key for them. And what I what I want to kind of transition and ask you from that is just in terms of because we can me and Paul can feel the intensity. We know what you're about. But I think that this is very important for some SBTs to hear, you know, especially those that are approaching new grad status, you know, or getting ready for boards. Right. From a standpoint of your clinic, mm-hmm. your brand, like you you put a lot into building it into what it is today right and so when someone comes to you and they're looking for a position like they're looking to be another clinician in uh neurofit with you or they're looking to be able to get some observation hours or whatever the case may be what are what are those key and critical components of someone's character that it's like right away you know like this is the type of person I want to hire. Or this is the type of person I want to work with. Uh, usually it's all about the energy. Uh, I think from a, a very young age, I learned how to read people's energy. So, you know, when they come to me and, and I see how they talk and I see how they move around, um, how they prepare themselves. And uh, I could tell if they're, if they're the right person or not. It's all about the energy that they bring to me. Uh, even, I mean, I'm pretty sure sometimes I might miss on something and then hire them or have them there anyway. But eventually, uh, I read this quote uh, somewhere. It, was, it says that uh, um, an actor will mess, will mess up the lines. So if some, somebody comes to me and they're acting, and eventually they're going to mess up somewhere. So, you know, there's people that are great actors and, um, you know, eventually, they're gonna drop the ball. So, uh, but but it's all about the energy that they bring to me, and I could I could read energy 
because when when you come to me when somebody come to me i'm like yo what's up you know get the energy going and and then i could see the vibe from there uh and then sometimes you could feel it I, I could feel the vibe uh but yeah it's all about the energy what kind of energy they bring to me um as a in my presence i wanna i wanna ask you now because <laughs> We, we've been spending a lot of time talking about the will and the determination and the resiliency because it's so important, right? Yeah, it's yeah. something that have, a lot of people, it. yeah, and a lot of people overlook that. And so what I'm curious to know, you know, from you is how critical has personal development been in you being able to maintain your mindset and continue to grow it? And what would you say are some of your favorite uh personal development resources that you use to kind of continue to keep your energy up and continue to develop your mind and grow uh personal you mean like books that i've read or just like anything man it could be books it could be podcasts videos anything uh well so the hardest thing for me to well yeah it's really hard to answer that question because i think when i started it was really hard for me to find somebody to to be a mentor to me, because I'm gonna give you an example. I went, I went to the church one time and the church has a, uh, has a business department. And they say, you know, if you wanna ask questions, you know, go to the business person. And when I went to the business uh, guy, the first thing he asked me is, well, two things he asked me is, first he asked me, am I, am I tithing? I was like, yes, my 10% of course. And then two, he said, Oh, he gave me a bill. He didn't ask me questions. He's like, well, we charge. I was like, how do you charge? This is a church. You're supposed to help black people. You know what I mean? And I was like, what? So, so I, had, I ended up making a lot of mistakes on my own because I didn't have anybody to really go to. So I think, you know, sometimes it's, you know, it's, I mean, if I had to do it again, I'm pretty sure I probably have to make the same mistake. I mean, I'm a little wiser now. But as far as inspiration, you know, I look up to, uh, yeah, it's really hard to say because, I mean, I remember I read the uh, Magic, John, John, uh, Magic Johnson book on business, and I went to a, a business conference a long time ago. And there's two things I learned from those two things. One is know, you, know what your weaknesses are. Because once you know what your weaknesses are, then you could fill it with other people, right? So for me, at the beginning, I was a, I was a good clinician. I wasn't a business guy. I didn't know, know nothing about accounting. Because one, if you're PT school, I'm going to tell you right now, they don't teach you none of that in school. All right? So, so now I want to run a business, but I have no business background. So what I did was, so right away, I had to put my egos down because I was like, okay, if I'm going to run this successfully, I'm going to need some help. So, when I, so what I did was I find a best accountant and I find a, a best business person. Because those are what my weaknesses, and I learned from them. You know what I mean, so I hired them to go like that. So that's one thing I learned from Magic Johnson: was like, find the best people where you're weak, and then hire them. And you know, it might cost you more, but then, but your business will run a lot better. So you know, so those are my inspiration. Well, kind of, um, but like I said, I didn't have anybody to look up to. So that's why now when I talk to young uh, young people that say, oh, I'm, I want to open, I want to open a, a clinic or whatever. I tell them, listen, go for it. And if you need help, I'm right here because, uh, 
because sometimes it's really hard to look up, you know, especially people that are supposed to help you. And the first thing they want is money, you know, and, and you don't have it. So then you're on your own. Uh, and that happens a lot. There's a lot of people out there that, uh, you know, they, they know you, you don't have the experience and they're trying to, what we call the sharks, they get the most out of you. And, and, uh, and that happened to me too. I had this guy that he was supposed to be uh, a, a business marketing kind of guy and I hired him and he gave me a bunch of BS and took my money and run. So, um, you know, I think one of the things that's important is know what your weaknesses are and know what your strength is and focus on the strength. The weakness will get better eventually, but get somebody to help you with your weaknesses. You just said something really important. Every time I feel like I have a question, you say something and I'm like, love that question. You better write it down. Love <laughs> <laughs> that question. I, I want to, I want to, talk about something really quickly and i heard it um i think i heard it from eric thomas or jamal king but they said money doesn't solve money problems no right mm -hmm. and so let's let's talk about that a little bit Spending because you know you mentioned like if people come and the first thing they ask for is money then what really are they going to do with that right the information portion matters way more and the reason i bring this up is just because like i think i think that that's one of the things that um want to be entrepreneurs um or soon to be entrepreneurs find themselves struggling with is how to locate information now google is free google yeah. has been free for it's years yeah, right it's, it's out there but yeah. still you know there is difficulty and i understand i understand you know when people will say Google is free, but like sometimes people don't even know where to right, find the information. Call. Like you, you don't even know what you're looking for. You don't know what you don't know. Yeah. So let's talk about um, maybe the top three things that you yourself, you had to master mm -hmm. um, or figure out before you started to see like profit or success in your business. All right. So the top three things uh, first, uh, I have to be, well, let me go back. Let's go back three and up. <laughs> so number three is, I, you know, of course I have to become a good clinician and know what I'm doing. Uh, number two, I have to learn a little bit about social media because that's, you know, I think, cause at first I was investing in those magazine and they, they weren't bringing no money. But when I got into social media, so, you know, the Instagram, the Facebook, that helps. Number one, gotta learn how to say no and 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 it's really hard to say no when you first started because everybody gonna come in and say hey can you give me a discount uh can you help me with this can you get me a free session you gotta learn how to say no if you don't learn how, i mean once in a while it's okay to give you have to give you know what i mean that's important it's, it's okay to give but you have to learn how to say no and i learned that the hard way you know what i mean but that's the number one thing learn how to say no Otherwise, everybody's gonna come to you and just want everything for free and and give you this run around, tell you they could do this for you, you have to do that for you. It's okay to say no. And it's okay to like to let me think about it. But number one, you gotta learn how to say no as a business person. Otherwise, it's just gonna be <laughs> uh one of my advisors told me about I don't know if you guys know about the peanut butter effect. <laughs> the peanut butter effect that you when you spread yourself too thin. That's the peanut butter effect. So you, yeah, so one of the things you have to learn how to say no. That's that's the number one thing as a 
as a business person. Learn, yeah, learn, learn how to say no. That's important. Which, I, you know, it took me a while to learn, but uh, yeah, you have to learn how to say no. It's okay to give, but you have to learn how to say no. That's the number one advice. So we have a, we have a segment on our show and it essentially is called our Black Health segment. And in that segment, we just kind of talk about, you know, some some health conditions uh, or some disparities that uh, we face as Black people. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to get into that segment real quick before I let Paul ask his uh, next question. But today's Black Health segment comes from sciencemag.org. Mm-hmm. And it says that in general, data suggests that all neural um, psychiatric diagnoses are 20% more frequent in African-American communities. Mm-hmm. Alzheimer's disease is about twice as common and psychiatric disorder- disorders in particular show differences in frequency, response to treatment and in how they manifest themselves. Mm-hmm. Now, the CDC came out with a report that showed suicides among African-American children Mm. had become more frequent. Mm. And it said that we've known that there is the APOE4 or Alzheimer's risk gene. Mm -hmm. And that has been a very important risk factor as well in terms of uh, African-Americans and and, uh, Black people developing Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to bring this to light because one mental health is very important and that's something that I think in our community we we tend to kind of push to the side Mm -hmm. you know and and there's a lot of trauma that happens in the black community that you just kind of you get used to it you know like it sucks to say that but right you become immune to it Yeah, yeah and so I wanted to uh, bring this to light because I think that that's important. And I think that the Alzheimer's piece is important as well. Mm-hmm. Something that's very near and dear to me because I had a, a great grandmother in Barbados that passed away because of um, Alzheimer's and complications from dementia. So that is today's Black Health segment. Um, Paul, go ahead, bro. Yeah, yeah, man. That's, that's, that's a real one. That's yeah. a real one. And then, and then uh, I, I think you mentioned suicide and, uh, I didn't even want to go personal, but I think, uh, you know, I remember uh, I got a call from my daughter's school one time and uh, she was, you know, she, 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 she mentioned the word suicide and I was like, wow, <laughs> you know what I mean? So as, at a younger age, she, she knows about suicide. So that's, uh, you know, that's, that's uh, yeah, mental health as well too. Like I think a lot of us have mental issues um, that we need to deal with, but of course, you know, we all told that, hey, um, you know, you want, you don't need to talk about it. You need to push it to the side. But I think, I think that hopefully it's changing a little bit. Like, you know, we are talking more to our youngers, young black kids about it, that it's okay to talk. It's okay to have certain feelings. It's okay to express yourself certain ways, you know? So hopefully that's changing. That's important. That mental aspect, that's, that's important for all of us. I'm actually glad you brought that up just because I wanted to ask you uh, one final question, really in regards to that mental health, but more so how you allow yourself to decompress mm-hmm. or 
slow down, right? And here's the, here's the thing I've been realizing in all my years of business, right. uh, something that I used to believe was true is that I always needed to be doing something. Like if I wasn't working on the business, I basically was slacking. And part of that really was, you know, in relation to, I think subconsciously, I was comparing myself to like where people were ignoring the fact, like, and it happened with my mentors, right? We'll be in my mentor's place. And I was always like, Hey, I want to, you know, he's black, like me, he's successful. He had like the family life. I want that. And subconsciously I'll be like, yeah, I'm totally ignoring the 20, 30 years that he's put in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) um and so I'm like thinking like okay why am I whatever but something and something I've really been working on especially this year just comes down with like I you know shout out to the listeners you know you come to OTC you get full transparency I've been realizing that I think I have a form of like high functioning anxiety where I have to like do stuff yeah right like I have to I always have to get stuff done and so like Carl can tell you one of the things I've been implementing this year has been like around my boundaries and saying like hey like there's a certain time at night if you hit me up now I mean if Carl hits me up I might text him back um if I pick up my phone or like if one of my siblings or my parents or like my girlfriend right but anybody else like if it's nine o'clock I'm sorry but you're not getting anything back tomorrow until seven at the earliest you know (laughs) um but I've been learning to place those boundaries around just because I'm like hey there is no shame in in looking at your mental health and like realizing that yo your peace is the most valuable thing right up there with your time so what do you do to decompress or better yet what do you do to protect your peace so that you can be the most optimal version of yourself oh boy uh i think uh recently i've been kind of like uh well to me, I, I exercise. I think that's a good way to relieve my stress. Uh, I go for a nice run, kind of help me think a little bit, refresh, reset my body. Um, or I come to the gym. The, the gym, I think the gym to me is like a good place to, you know, I come here, I go to the gym, get my gospel music on, blasting, and, uh, and work out, push myself to the limit. Uh, or I go for a nice run. Uh, lately, what I've been doing is I've been doing exactly what you're saying. After nine o'clock, uh, I don't answer the phone because if I'm at, if I'm at home with my family, then anyone else could wait till tomorrow. Uh, uh, and also, I've been trying to stay away from social media a little bit. You know, um, after nine thirty, I, I I just shut everything off. I don't even watch the news anymore. Like once in a while, I catch a movie, but uh, yeah. Uh, I think I think the world at this point right now the world could stress you out because because then you look at social media like oh he got this she got that and then you want it too but a lot of it is fake you know what I mean so I think social media you have to pay attention to what you watch on social media especially before you go to bed because what you put on your mind before you go to bed kind of you know you want your you want your sleep you want to be a peaceful sleep and um, also, I just try to take away from, stay away from negative people. Uh, I think that's important. Everybody around me, you, you know, you have to own something. I'm with positive people around me. Um, so that's how I kind of control my peace. Right there. Um, that's, that's important. You want to be able, you want to find something that you do. That's kind of like, it helps you rechannel or 
um, you know, uh, we, we, what's that called? Um, we reactivate, you know what I mean? Um, and also lately, I've been, I mean, I, as a black man, I've been very, very stressful lately because all this shooting of black men. Um, I think, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm sure I'm not speaking for my only one, but lately I've been very stressful about that. I mean, when I'm driving, I'm like extra careful. It, it's, it's kind of, it, I think I might need to go see a, site, a counseling for that. It's been very, very, very stressful. I mean, if, you know, I have a one friend that cops and I was like, hey, what do you do if you do the right thing? You still get shot. It's just, you know what I mean? Uh, so lately that's been bugging me a lot. Um, yeah, that's been in my mind a lot. That how that that's been very stressful for me. Um, so yeah, that's uh, so it's really it's really hard in black men right now. That we all they all see everybody see us as the as the bad guy, you know what I mean? I mean, I don't think it's fair, but that's what we have to deal with. And I don't think other races really understand because like, you know, like, like, like I got a couple of white friends and I, I tell them what I'm feeling, but they're like, but they're like, gee, but we know you, <laughs> we know you're not like that. You know what I'm saying? But I was like, yeah, but your neighbor doesn't know me. You know what I'm saying? As soon as I show up, I'm walking by your street or come into your house. They're like, oh, there's a black guy outside the door. You know what I mean? So it's funny how like, you know, white people, like the white folks will be like, okay, but I know you. I was like, yeah, you know me, you know me. I'm a physical therapist, I'm a father, I'm a brother, I'm a friend. But, you know, when the cops stop me, he doesn't think that. He probably, you know, he think everything, I mean, I'm assuming he's thinking everything. Doesn't mean it's negative. That's how the system is built that, you know, if you're a black man driving a nice car, automatically something wrong with you, you know, there's something bad going on. So, you know, it's kind of tough. Uh, so I think that's has been very stressful lately for, not for um, for me, but I'm sure a lot of black men out there that 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 trying that are doing positive things, but are not being recognized for. It, you know what I mean? So that's kind of that's kind of tough to deal with. Yeah, I I would agree 100%. You know, I, I echo those same sentiments, and it gets really bad sometimes. You know, especially if I'm driving somewhere and and the cop pulls off behind me. You know, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I, I go immediately yeah. into praying, like, yeah, yeah, please don't let this, you know, don't let this be it, because that's the reality that we face. Yeah, yeah, you know, and that sucks, man. It, it does, it does, you know, and no one knows our pain like, like us, right? You know, which is why it's so important for us to continue to build each other up and be there for each other, yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sure. for me and Paul, it's so important to be able to bring our other brothers and sisters that are doing amazing things such as yourself on the show mm -hmm. to be able to show the world like this is what black excellence looks like right yeah this is yeah. what it looks like to be black and successful right and, um, and, and another thing that you see in the the media or online it's not what it is you know there's some people out there some black men out there really doing some great work you know with all going around flashing and doing all this stuff that just that's just entertainment as you know, black men out there doing the real work that are, that are fathers, brothers, that are taking care of the children, you know what I'm saying, that are married, that are doing the right things. But for some reason, those are not being, you know, those are not being uh, lifted up. 
And uh, I think, uh, you know, it'd be nice to see, you know, it'd be nice to see Helen, Helen DeGeneres call me and say, hey, you know, <laughs> just put that out there just in case somebody know her. Hey, Ellen, let's make it happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like there's some black men doing, you know, doing some positive, some good things out there too. We're not, you know, we don't want to be killed just because of misidentity or somebody assume that, you know, we are this bad guy or we got warrants. You know what I mean? We don't. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, 100%. So I'm going to, I want to ask you one last question. And I think that this will be a kind of a, another good way for listeners, especially if this is their first time being exposed to, you know, to, to get a little bit more of a glimpse into who you are. And so the question that I have for you is, uh, actually, it's a two part question. The first part is, what does success mean to you? And then the second part is, what would you define your purpose as? Uh, so my, my purpose, I mean, it, when you come to purpose, I think that, you know, you know, sometimes you think that this is what your purpose is and all of a sudden it turned into something else. Right. Um, so like, for example, like this, this could be my purpose right now, just by me inspiring someone else to do better. That could be my purpose. Um, you know, as far as success, I mean, what is success? You know what I mean? Because to me, success means I'm healthy. You know what I mean? I'm taking care, of my, taking care of my family. I mean, how much money do we need to be successful? You know what I'm saying? Because being in the health field, one thing I learned is that it doesn't matter how successful you are. If you're healthy and good, it doesn't mean anything. Because you, you, can, you, know, you could have the, the, the samples or the worst disease in the world, and you have all the money and still unable to cure it so to me success is being healthy and being able to take care of others and show that being able being able to take care of others and show others love and and and, and share what what you have with others I, I think that's what success is it's not really about how much money you have in your bank account because that really doesn't mean anything um but if somebody comes to me and and they're hungry and have all this money i don't feed them then you know uh, you know, that's not really success. Success to me is, you know, uh, like they say, health is wealth. You have to be well, you have to be healthy. So taking care of yourself uh, is successful. So you could take care of others. That's my success. Because you can, you can only drive two cars. At, I mean, <laughs> two cars. You can only drive one car at a time. No, I love that. You're absolutely right. You can only drive one car at a time. You could have yeah. 20 cars. I mean, you know, they crash <laughs> one and then get another one. You know what I mean? So Facts, facts, facts. And to the listeners, look, like you say, you can only drive two, one car at a time. Yeah. And you can only wear one of our shirts at a time. Look, what you got to do today to get yours is text the word SHIRT to 321-384-6275. Again, that's the word SHIRT to 321-384-6275. Look, I got the black one. Carl has a black one. And if you're on YouTube land, you would have seen something that Carl was wearing earlier that he took off. And if you don't know what it is, then look, go to YouTube. Go to YouTube. Cut this off and go to YouTube. You will see it. 
But look, we also like to make sure we take care of you. So just you're not only listening, but you get to apply. And I understand some of y'all were busy. So what you got to do to be able to get the study guide for this episode, all you got to do, text word study guide to 321-384-6275. Again, that is the word study guide to 321-384-6275. Appreciate that, Paul. Man, Guy, yes, this, was, this was amazing. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, uh, everybody gets something out of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, hopefully, it's a blueprint for somebody to, uh, you know, um, do something with it. Um, one thing I want to, you know, people to know is that don't, um, don't make it so. If you have an idea, don't make it so that um, it comes to the point where that is is being forced that you you have to you have to fight for it. You know what I mean? Like what I mean by that is. When, uh, a certain point, you're gonna to have to make a decision. You know, what I mean, you have to make a decision where do I work? Uh, you're gonna be standing in the cliff where you have to jump, and don't be afraid to jump because eventually it's gonna be bumpy. You're gonna have one client, but if you're good enough, eventually you're gonna start coasting. And uh, yeah, so don't be afraid to jump. Just if you are, you know, I think I think a lot a lot of us are afraid of failing. I mean, I remember I was afraid of failing as well. Now nah, I'm not. I'm willing to take the risk. I mean, I'm I'm going at it, 100. Uh, percent But don't be afraid to fail, man. If you fail, you just you learn from it and get to the next one. You know what I mean? And you might fail a couple of times, but that's okay. It's okay. It's okay to fail. It's a learning. It's a learning experience. I think that's, you know. And 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 the other thing too, like it's it's important is like, be careful who you listen to because a lot of people going to tell you not to do things. And I think the reason why people will tell you that is because they themselves are afraid of doing something with themselves. You know I mean, somebody going to be like, oh, well, you don't want to start a business. You don't want to do this. You don't want to do that. Even people in your own family, you know what I mean? So it's, it's very important that you pay attention to what's coming, what people are telling you, because a lot of times people are saying things that if we're to do, it's not like you don't want to do it. It's like they don't want to do it. So they're putting that on you. They give me that bad energy. Then you're like, okay, well, I'm not going to do it. You know what I'm saying? So it's okay to fail, man. Failure is okay. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. So for anyone who's listening and uh, this is their first time being exposed to you and they want to connect, what would be some uh, social media or contact info that you would want to leave with them? All right, so for me, uh, I would say NeuroFit360. If you see my shirt right here, NeuroFit360 is a good place. Uh, Instagram, at NeuroFit360, or NeuroFit360.com. Uh, and then I got my personal page. It's uh, the real Giro man at Instagram. So any of those, you know, send me messages, uh, send me questions. I love questions because whenever people send me questions, it gets me thinking. So... Uh, send me question to either Neurofit 360 or, uh, or at uh, the real guy woman. Um, yeah, you send those and uh, yeah, those are social media. And we have Facebook as well, but you know, same thing, Neurofit 360. Perfect. So, first off, let me say this episode was amazing. And thank you. seriously, thank you for you know donating your time. We don't take that lightly. Um, to our listeners, this episode is actually a year in the making because I think it was like yeah. early last year. Yeah, I think was, I remember sending the you sent me the request. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah early last year we 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 talked. So I think the, the 
like, like what I like people to know is when you send me a request, but so now I have an assistant before I didn't. So what happens is that people send me stuff and I look at it and then it's just like, you know, but now I have an, I have an assistant now. So if you send me requested, then she'll make sure that, uh, you know, she'll make sure it happens. Perfect. Perfect. Shout, shout out, shout out to her for, for making yeah. this. Uh, Mar her name together. is Marjorie Young. Shout yeah. out to Marjorie Young. We appreciate you, Marjorie. Yeah. Um, but no, this, this was really a, a blessing, you know, to just sit here and, and, and talk to you and, and hear some words of wisdom from awesome. you. Thank you. Thank you and, very much. Uh, give you your flowers, man, because what you're doing is, is amazing, you know, yeah. and, uh, it can't be said enough, you know, you've built a powerful brand and it, it's just incredible to be able to see what we can do when we put our minds to it, yeah, you know, man. and we're it? just persistent. So, yeah. yeah, uh, Appreciate sure. you. All right. Thank you. Thank you very yeah, much. Absolutely. To our lovely listeners, guys, if you enjoy this, scratch that. I know you enjoyed this episode. Yeah, so do me a favor. Yeah. Find Off The Clock on Apple Podcasts. Scroll all the way down to the bottom. Hit the five stars and then click write a review. Yes. Write two to three sentences saying why this episode was so impactful. Guys, you always send us texts. You always send us messages. We appreciate it, but please leave all that good feedback on the reviews because it helps us with our rankings. It also helps other people to see the value that we're bringing with the amazing guests that we bring, such as Dr. Romaine. So please do us that favor. And until next time, peace. peace Many out. Blessings. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for listening to another episode of Off the Clock. Don't be shy to leave a review and subscribe to the podcast. See you next episode.